Hey everyone, welcome to Pieces of You, a show about life through the lens of four fierce and resilient women who lost their moms too damn soon. Each episode will feature stories to inspire hope, healing, and connection. Because if we work together, we can make the broken better. Hey, it's Shadia, and today I am thrilled to be back and host our first holiday special. I personally love the holidays and all the traditions that come with it, but I also know the holidays can be complicated, and not just for those of us whose moms have died, but for anyone who has lost someone because grief doesn't take a quote-unquote timeout at the holidays, and if anything, it's more present than ever. So whether you celebrate Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, or anything in between, we all know the holidays are filled with memories of loved ones who are on your mind yet absent from your traditions and rituals. Acknowledging the difficulties of holidays after loss does not make a potentially difficult time any easier, but preparing for the holidays is always helpful. And I'm not talking about shopping, putting up the tree, or lighting candles. In this episode, we'll provide you with coping skills for the holidays share our own memories with our moms, and how we choose to celebrate now. And it wouldn't be a holiday special without a good old-fashioned game. And I know my co-hosts are extremely excited about that. (laughs) As always, this episode contains a content warning related to the topic of mother loss. Please check the show notes for a more detailed description. So let's get our jingle on and get started. How do we feel about our first, shall I say it, annual holiday episode? Mm. Hearts pounding. <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah. Yes. I love the holidays. So let's go. Okay. <laughs> I'll say for me, it's interesting with the holidays. I love the holidays and it's also a really complicated month and I'll tell you why. Myself, my mom and my sister, so the three women in our family all have birthdays in December, which is fun. It's also my mom died right after Christmas. And so I feel like that time is just like really uh, cherished for me. And it's also really hard to go back to those memories. So even though I love the holidays, it's still complicated as we all know. So I'd like to start by talking about, you know, some of the traditions that we did growing up when our mom was around. And then maybe like if you incorporate those into your current, you know, life. My mom always gave us ornaments growing up. Every year we got an ornament and it was something specific to whatever we were doing that year, whether it was tennis or dance or band or whatever it was. And I loved it. It was like just so special. And I still have all all of them. Some of them may be more broken. So I now incorporate that with my girls and get them an ornament. And actually, Nick and I, you, when we first started dating, we started doing that tradition too, getting each other ornaments. And they're always like these, anyways, they're fabulous. And I like love them so much. So I'd love to hear what your traditions were. I honestly grew up with a lot of them. Um, and I have kind of overwhelmed myself with wanting to continue all of them <laughs> with my own family. Sometimes it's just a lot. I will 
admit that it sometimes takes some of the joy away because I become stressed around the traditions that I want to carry on, largely in memory of my mom. We also did the ornaments every year. Uh, my, My parents gave us ornaments every year. And so I've continued that with my kids. I I think it's just the best. It's just the best. And what's so cool too, is my mom would write down, she had a sheet of paper where she would write down like 1975 dash, and then it would say what ornament and who it was from. So I have that, you know, I, it's still in my ornament box and I can see her handwriting and I can, you know, look back as I put ornaments on the tree. And I love that. Yeah. And I've, I do that for my kids too. Um, but the, the cookie thing is, was huge. My parents had like a cookie factory (laughs) going in our kitchen in December. We had a deep freezer. And so they would actually, they had a ton of, ton and ton of cookie tins and they would freeze cookies. And as they would go to gatherings or parties, they would um, take some of the cookies out and make plates for friends or family members. I don't do the giving away of all the cookies. And I do have a deep freeze, but I don't deep freeze the cookies. Um, but I do make all of the cookies. But you have four children, so I can't imagine how any of those cookies would get out of your house anyway. <laughs> yeah. <so. laughs> yeah. One of the other main traditions that I just love, love, love is that Christmas Eve would be um, an appetizer night. So my parents would create this elaborate feast of appetizers. And I've repeated that as well for my family. And I will say though, like some of those recipes at the time I really loved, you know, and then I started making them as an adult and I was like, why did I like this so much? You know, it's kind of like a throwback to some of those fifties, like just Betty Crocker recipe book, like just not great ingredients. Like the rye bread with uh, cheese, cheese whiz on it and some olives. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So I do incorporate some new stuff and I actually every year try to add something new, take something away and add something new so we can try new stuff. Uh, So those are, those are like the three main, I mean, there's so many, like I said, it's like endless. Again, it feels overwhelming sometimes, but it brings me a lot of joy too. For me growing up, we also had a lot of traditions and I, I try to like incorporate that into my life now. So growing up, it was just me and my mom. So we always kind of like did our own thing and loved it and had like these, I don't know, like inside things that we would do and say and everything. Um, my godparents would send me a new ornament every year, like one of those Hallmark godchild ornaments. And I have them all from when I was like born till I was 18. I still have all of them. And I'll still to this day, I'll choose like a couple of my favorites, like ones that I haven't used and I'll put them on the tree. Um, But so they would send me one every year. We would open it and put it on the tree. Sometimes it wouldn't get there till like Christmas Eve or Christmas day. And, but then we put it on the tree. So that was our tradition. Like, Oh, you know, your, your uncle sent you your ornament. Let's put it on the tree. And then also growing up, Um, it got to the point where I would spend every other Christmas with my dad. And so, which was really difficult. I wanted to spend it with my mom because I was so close to her. There were sometimes, especially when I was younger, I would like 
cry before I had to go because I would like, I just, Oh, it was, Oh man. And like, she would cry too. Like she wouldn't like cry in front of me, but she would like cry on the drive home. Like my baby's not going to spend Christmas with me. But so on those years that I would spend it with my dad, right before we would drive to the meeting point, my mom and I would exchange one gift with each other. We would choose a gift to give and then we would wait to open the other presents until I was back after Christmas. But because we couldn't spend Christmas with each other, I would choose the gift that I wanted her to open early. And she would choose the gift that she wanted me to open early. And that was always really fun. And I think that was kind of like a fun way for her to like cheer me up, like make something a little more fun because I couldn't like, cause I was with my dad and not with her. Not that Christmases with my dad were terrible. I don't want that to, but it was just, it was, it was hard because she was, I was so close to her and like, we did everything together. So that was a fun little tradition that I liked. And I thought it was cool. I was like, Ooh, I get to open a present early. That's so fun. Christmas day was usually spent just her and I, she would get up and she'd make us, she'd make herself coffee. She'd always make me some hot chocolate and we would stockings first and then presents. And then we would watch Christmas movies together all day and just lounge in our pajamas all day. Every single Christmas day was like that. We didn't go anywhere. We didn't see anyone and it was perfect. And then normally like a few days later, we'd have a huge holiday gathering with her side of the family. That was a very big thing. Um, And I love that. I got to see all my cousins and everything, but it was always really special to me to have Christmas day, just us. And we never did anything and it was so fantastic and it was so fun and restful. And that's what I do now. I will spend holidays now back with, you know, my aunt and uncle who took me in after she died. That's kind of something that we do over there too. I just, I just never want to do anything on Christmas day. I don't want to go anywhere. I don't want to see anyone. I want to sit in my pajamas and drink coffee and eat cookies and watch Christmas movies. And it is so comforting to me. That is like the biggest comforting thing that I do. That's how I spend my Christmas day. And I never want that to change. So I love that. As like as much as I love hearing all of you share, this conversation like makes me equally as sad because I was so young, I don't remember traditions, but I was told that my mom loved Christmas and that she was it was just it was really special to her. But similar to you, Shadia, my mom actually ended up dying just like a week after Christmas and she was really sick over the holidays. So this time of year, like the holidays are are extremely painful. And I would love for them to be more joyful and to adopt traditions and make them my own. But it feels like, I don't know, like I came into this conversation, I woke up sad today and I just feel like this is, it just feels hard and heavy to talk about. But I ended up spending Christmas with a lot of other people after my mom died. And it's so you know, the duality there is really just really extreme because I have so many amazing memories. I mean, like what kid doesn't get excited about like getting gifts, you know, and like the, the sweets and, and everything that the holidays, you know, bring, but not having my mom there and not feeling like I fully belonged in any of the settings that I was in always a guest, 
always, and this is kind of a theme of life, but always having to perform, especially when opening presents, you know, being so grateful. I was a very, you know, going back to our gratitude episode, I had like adopted a lot of etiquette at a young age, which you had actually helped me realize Shadia was like very much related to my mom dying, like feeling this need to take on that role of being gracious and showing that gratitude in like an etiquette type way. So I still, I just have so many memories of being so excited genuinely and also really sad at the same time, but not knowing how to show that. That is really, that makes me really sad to hear as well. But I'm so, I relate so yeah. much to the, yeah, the performing and which is a, a great transition to what I wanted to get into, which is after your mom died, you know, what changed with your family with the holidays? Did yeah. you still get together? Was it the same feeling? Did the tradition still happen? And this is ridiculous, but when you're little, this matters. Did you get the gifts that you like wanted or your mom would have got you? Like for me, that was a big thing. My mom was a huge shopper, maybe to a problem side. But um, my dad still talks to this day about my mom would, you know, this is before the internet, like she would have him go to like every store around Minnesota to try and find us the hottest gifts, which is really great. That's what she valued. And so we did always get what we wanted, probably over our means to tell you the truth. That's not truly important, but that's how she showed her love and um, how we received it. And I remember after my mom died, you know, it's like my dad was not a shopper, first of all. He didn't know what to buy us. And sure, we got still some good gifts, but it was just always a reminder every year that, like, it would be so different uh, if my mom were here. We would, it wouldn't be so awkward at the table. It wouldn't always have flashbacks of what that last Christmas was like. And then, what was coming, like you said, Sarah, you know, like mm -hmm. a week later or 10 days later. I just remember it kind of being feeling lonely after my mom died. To kind of go off what you're saying, it's funny because my mom was, again, I don't remember this, but I was told like she was not into the presence, like the physical presence part of the holiday. She was more about like getting people together and gathering and food and the experience in that sense. But after she died, people felt so sad for me that I think, and even as, I think this is common too, you see, you know, like they, you know, the grandparents who like spoil the grandkids or it's like the relatives who they show their love through gifts and parents aren't always on board with that. And I remember being told later in life that my mom was uncomfortable with the amount of gifts my family would sometimes like shower me with. And then after she died though, I have many memories of being, being given like so many presents, which again, like I said, it's like so confusing. Cause it's like, it's like a drug for a child. Like it's like instant happiness. Like, yes, presents, like so fun, but it just kind of was masking, you know, the underlying feelings and the sadness and the loss. But I feel like in an, in, you know, just to kind of like juxtapose like your experience like I suddenly got all of these gifts after she died and it felt yeah I'm still kind of trying to sort out and process how that's impacted me today even 
So after my mom died, I had one more Christmas before I like turned 18 and left the house, you know, to be on my own. And that was with my aunt and uncle and my three younger cousins, um, who I lived with after she died, as I've said before. Um, and I rem- I remember it being such a complicated day. I was so fresh. Like my mom had died in February. And so it was several months later was that Christmas, but it was so fresh. Like they knew how special Christmas was to me and my mom. And that like we, and so they, they tried so hard and like my, I had a fun time with my cousins. And like, I remember everyone being very like, like asking me and like, you pick the Christmas movie, Aaron, or something like that. And they did similar things. Everybody stayed in their PJs and we just made a dinner together. I also remember part of it being kind of funny because my family can correct me if I'm wrong. Aunt, uncle, cousins, reach out to me if I'm wrong. But I believe this is the year that my uncle bought my aunt a new dishwasher. So we had the duty of distracting my aunt so that my uncle could like bring the dishwasher in from like the garage and put it and like install it. Like he had a whole plan. He had a whole plan. He like brought it in and like we were, all right, it's go time. Like we talked about it for like a couple weeks leading up to it. Like we prepped for this. And I remember, I remember it being like kind of funny. And we had a really great, like us kids had a great time like distracting my aunts. Like we went outside. We were like, let's go outside and build a snowman. Like let's we did this these things. And I have this distinct memory of like watching my aunt out the front window and she's still building her snowman and like we kids came inside but she's still out there like where'd everybody go and she's like building a snowman (laughs) and we totally surprised her and I just remember it being like such a funny point in that day that was otherwise like very heavy for all of us because we knew the weight of this holiday and it was my first one without my mother and they had all of this pressure I'm sure they felt and everything. So, but I remember, I remember us making it, um, kind of fun and they still have that dishwasher and, uh, yeah, it was, it was hilarious. But after that, I mean, I just continued to go back there for Christmases. Um, and you know, all my cousins and, and it's, it's, it's been fun and it's been Christmassy. Um, but, and still to this day, but like every single year, I just, you know, it'd be nice to spend it with my mom. Like, I just, it's, it's just not the same. You know what I mean? And not that anybody's doing anything wrong or that, you know, we don't all try. I mean, I I feel like it's gotten easier over the years because time and distance from that moment in time, but, um, it's, it's difficult. It, it, It feels very complicated because I love my family and I love that they created this space where I can always feel welcome and loved to come home during the holidays. Um, and that it is such a special time, but it's still very heavy every year. And so now like with my current partner, even, you know, we bought our house last year. I think now that we have this space, he helps me to like make it feel very homey. Like he's very aware that Christmas is very special to me and that I have all of these things that I, I need to do. I need to decorate. I need to see. And he's very mindful of that and very kind when it comes to providing that space for me. So I'm able to experience it in a way that makes me feel safe and loved, 
even when it's very heavy. I'm super emotional about it's just yeah. You know, I think I've said many times, like after my mom died, there just wasn't the people, right? I didn't have community. Um, so this is really bringing up a lot for me. And I don't remember. So I just don't remember. I, I blocked those years out uh, for a reason. In addition to my mom dying, my dad and my mom's family um, had a real break. So they didn't want to spend time with my dad. So we didn't spend time with him either at the holidays anymore because of his relationship with them. So, you know, just layers of loss. And again, I just really don't remember. I just, I don't. So it makes me really sad. And I want to share, um, I, I had posted this on our She Climbs Mountains Instagram and Facebook. My nose is running, people. Sorry. In 2018, I posted this. Um, my mom was a huge fan of the book, The Polar Express by Chris Van Allsburg. So the Christmas before she died, she knew she was dying. Our whole family got together uh, on her side. Her, She had two brothers. She has two brothers. And I just have three cousins, but they were all there. And my, my mom's parents. And she sat us down. Uh, all the kids and she read the Polar Express to us. I was a little mm. old in some way, like I was 14, right? But I I, I was in because I knew it was special. And she ended up that February, just a couple of months before she died, she bought everyone the book and she inscribed it. Uh, and she left she left it for us. Mm. to find the next that next Christmas. So uh, she wrote, this is what she wrote. She said, Dear family, remember the bell rings for our family. Keep in mind that listening, loving, responding from the, sorry, you guys. A listening, loving, responding from the heart are your gifts. Love always, Laura Lee. Mom. So yeah, uh, so I uh, I do remember that on that first Christmas, but again, I don't remember much after that. And that book is very special. So we have that book out, and a bell laying on the book at Christmas time. I don't have the copy where she has written in it but I do have multiple copies and I actually got to go see, hear him, uh, Chris Van Allsburg, uh, speak, um, through talking volumes at the Fitzgerald a few years ago and, and got him, I brought my copy and he signed it. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. That's amazing. So many tears and fluids coming from my face yeah. <laughs> right now. I need to go get a Kleenex you guys. Uh, so yeah, the, 
I, I don't know. Am I answering your question? I don't even know. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, yes. I mean, my question was, you know, how did the holidays change, you know, after your mom died? And I feel like you answered it perfectly. And something came up to me as you guys were all talking, because, you know, I like to always go a little bit more joyful. And then I think back on the real stuff, which to Christine's point, I don't remember a lot of things too. I like have blips in my brain that I'll allow myself to go to like certain, certain visuals, I should say, but we all had stockings. I think my mom made them and they were felt with our glitter names. And then we each had like our own, I think I had like a stroller on mine or whatever it may be. Right. My, did you have my that mom too? Did, yeah. She did felt, of she course. didn't do glitter, but <laughs> she cut out our, our names in felt as well and glued them on. But same. Yeah. We, we should compare them. We, we for sure need to. Well, you know, every year we would still hang my mom's and it didn't say mom and dad. It said Stan and Hattie or whatever. And I don't remember when it was, maybe, I mean, years passed, but, and once he had a new relationship and I came to his house and my mom's was no longer up there and I was so pissed. I was like, I mean, I'm sorry. You're just going to like take her name down. Yeah. I, I just so, I was so, so, so mad. I actually should get that from his house and hang it at our house. But that hurt me so much that like, oh, all of a sudden she's just not a part of our family and gone. Like she's not going to come back and steal your relationship. Like it doesn't hurt mm -hmm. anything. just want to thank everybody for, you know, sharing your traditions that you did growing up and, you know, how, how your life changed after your mom died. I know it can be so painful to go into those memories. And I just feel like as I'm sitting here, I'm thinking about like everything that's going to come back to me after we're done recording. I feel like today is going to be a day that I'm like, wow, processing and more things will come up, which is what I love why I love talking about this because I feel like it does naturally, it's like our own therapy, right? It naturally brings up memories and feelings and it can be really painful. But as we all talk about, it's like another way to heal. And I know, you know, the holidays can be challenging and I really want to talk through, you know, different ways of coping with your grief during the holidays. Um, as I was doing some research, I felt like there were a lot of great ideas out there and I want us to all share, you know, what, how we cope with the holidays. And I think it kind of changes year to year, right? With what's happening with your life, your personal life, with your family, relationships, um, mental health, a pandemic, like there's so many factors into the holidays each year and never, it's never, never the same. Um, but I think these are just some general, really, you know, good ideas. So a few that I thought were great were just, as we talk about setting boundaries with the holidays, can we get a snaps? Can we yes. get snaps for that? Um, and it's like really just checking in with what your wants and needs are before maybe just saying yes to everything or, you know, if somebody brings up uh, something that they want to do, like, does that feel good to you? And taking, you know, maybe a pause to process it and then respond. Like it doesn't always have to be a quick answer because then I feel like when regrets start coming in and anxiety. So I think 
you know, boundaries are huge. Also, you know, honoring old traditions and memories. So, you know, it can be helpful to continue the old traditions that existed, but it's also okay to come up with your new traditions and not have the guilt of doing the old like Christine was talking about. Also, going into the holidays, like creating a list of go-to coping skills. Like, you know you're going to go to X, Y, and Z for the holidays. Like, how are you going to respond when somebody says something? Or, you know, it's it's a day before Christmas and you're starting to get a lot of anxiety. What are some things you can do? Taking a walk, journaling, listening to music, doing yoga, deep breathing, like, I think preparation is key into getting into the holidays and having a good, good mindset. I mean, there's so many more great ideas and I will link it in our show notes, but I would love to know how you guys cope with your own grief during the holidays or maybe just like how you plan to this year. You know, like I said, every year is different. I want to share. Yes. (laughs) Love it. Uh, So I am a big fan of allowing myself to feel what I feel in the moment. So if I can allow myself the space to do that, I fully embrace that because I know what it does to push it down or pretend like it's not there. Uh, Then it just comes out later and more intensely. (laughs) So I'm a big fan of of acknowledging it, naming it if I need to, even in front of my family, you know, my kids, letting them know this is feeling, you know, I I miss your grandma right now uh, and I need a minute. I think it's really interesting having kids, especially for me, everything is so bittersweet. You know, it's like, I love it so much. And then it's as a mother and then as a daughter, a grieving daughter, I just mourn the loss of my mom so much during this time because I know she would have adored being here uh, and celebrating with them and all of the traditions being a part of those and just witnessing them grow and all all of the things. I'm sure gift giving would have been fun too. So that's that's really intense. Uh, Acknowledging that bittersweet that comes especially at this time of year. One thing I was thinking about with boundaries that really struck me because I feel like at at the holidays, I'm often just doing all of these things and I don't have great boundaries because I want to create this feeling and I want to make all the food and often I'm doing it mostly on my own. Um, Yeah, my girls help a little as they've gotten older and I'm sure the boys will too as they get older too. This year being the first that I am divorced... I've already set boundaries because my ex-husband has suggested that we continue uh, to gather all of us together on Christmas Day, and I have said no. I will. I, I can't do that, and I'm really proud of myself yeah. <laughs> for doing that because I know that won't feel good to me. And of course, the kids are welcome to do that, but I am going to not. So. Yeah. It's a little more complicated than that based on yeah. par- parenting time and I'm making it more simplistic, but essentially I have said that I anticipate that not feeling good to me. So I'm, I'm not mm-hmm. going to do that. Yeah. Good on you. Thank you. 
I mean, that's not an easy thing to do, right? Like easy thing would just to be like, let's just do what we always have done. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that'll just make you feel good. I don't want to like create more um, drama or, you know, complications. That's just, but like you didn't, you went and set that boundary, which is hard. Yeah. I imagine that it's very hard. There's grief related to that, right? Because I'm, our oldest is, she's going to be 16, right? So that's a lot of years of doing things together in this way as a family that I'm, I'm going to grieve the loss of. And also I know it's essential that we shift it now that our relationship has changed. So I was just going to say, Christine, it's interesting because you were, you know, talking about the importance of feeling your feelings and I would love to hear more about that at some point, because I I feel like I really, I'm still struggling with being able to express my feelings openly. And to me, like that kind of implies in a sense that you feel safe, you know, with in the space or with the people you're in to express your feelings and how that ties into boundaries. Yeah. Is like, I guess I'm realizing for myself, I haven't found those spaces or those people necessarily. I mean, again, it's like, it's not all on them and it's not all on me, but it's like, I need to practice this vulnerability and being able to express myself authentically, which, you know, like I was saying earlier, there's so much conditioning of like performing this, you know, like things need to look happy and feel happy. And I really appreciate you even just giving some like language to that, you know, saying like, I really miss you know, I'm, I'm missing grandma or in my case, like I'm missing my mom right now. And I'm sad. I guess I just worry how that's going to be received. And I worry it won't be felt like I, I want to be understood. Like I want to, if I'm going to put it out there, I want it to be almost like just held ever so delicately. And because I fear that that's not going to happen. I often don't. And this past holiday season, I realized it was COVID. And so there was that stress on, you know, trying to decide whether I even want to be in, you know, with a big group of people, but I ended up spending the day by myself, which felt, it was so confusing because in, in so many ways it felt like that was honoring my needs and like what I wanted um, to just kind of be there for myself and with myself, but it also felt really sad. And it's not that I wasn't invited anywhere. My um, partner's family was having a gathering and I made the really difficult decision not to go. And I guess one thing I would suggest or something that's been helpful for me, and I don't know if this will be helpful for others, but just to take the time to like sit down with and really connect with someone who's important in your life. And in this case, it was my partner to try to, I mean, obviously they're not going to fully understand, but to just feel like they know where, in this case, it was like, I needed to feel like he knew why I was making the decision I was making. I felt very judgmental of myself. There was a lot of negative self talk coming in around choosing, you know, to not be with family because that seems like, like that's just not what you're supposed to do on the holidays. Like you shouldn't be alone if you don't have to be. And ultimately like taking the time to really get vulnerable with him and share my pain. And I was crying and 
I mean, he even ended up getting emotional and just like seeing him feel some of what I was feeling was so, so meaningful to me. And it helped me feel less alone in that experience, even though I was physically alone most of the day and I was fine with him. Like I wanted him to go do what he needed for himself. I was really trying to honor both of our needs and recognize that they're very different on this day. I think that is so important to sit down. It's like almost like setting expectations. And yeah, because I assume that after you had that conversation, did you feel more safe? Yeah. And just probably heard. Yeah. And to, to see his sadness, it don't like reflected, to see my sadness reflected back through him gave it a whole new meaning and validation. Because I had been thinking of it more in the sense, like I said, I was very judgmental of myself. Like this is, I was like, is this a bad way of coping? You know, I was trying, I was judging, you know, my decision. I wasn't initially like sad. It was, it was actually like him getting sad, hearing me talk about how I felt then made me realize, okay, I am like, this is coming from a really sad place. And I just wanted to be alone. I didn't want to be surrounded by people that I felt like either wouldn't understand or just didn't have the context. Um, it was my first year, you know, celebrating the holidays with with his family. Yeah. I think that's a tricky thing to accept that really those most people don't understand and never will. Yeah. And still allowing ourselves to be vulnerable with those people, not attaching value to people understanding. You know, I find that with my kids, it's like, the, no, of course they don't understand. And I, I there for sure are times when there's the eye rolling or, oh, mom's upset about this again. You know, I'm like, I don't, Yeah. Yeah. And I don't, I, I don't care that you don't understand. <laughs> I mean, you don't, I understand. They don't do not, will not have that perspective in life. I do think it's probably different though, when you're talking about like future in-laws, when it's an, when it's adults that. Yeah. Who like represent this, you know, like yeah. these parental figures. Yes, totally. And I've had that too. And I'm just like, you, it, it's, you know, it makes sense that they don't understand uh, because they don't have that experience. So they don't have that perspective. I will say sometimes there's a lack of empathy though, that I'm like, you could at least have that. Right. Like, I know I cope with my grief. Obviously I cope with my grief every day, <laughs> but I feel like this is very similar to like a really early episode. We were talking about like, what do we do? Like, you know, do we do anything like every day to like remember our moms and or like what are our things to remember our moms? And I'm like, I don't have anything. I just do little things every day. I remember saying something like that, and it's pretty much the same thing. Like it's just little things. Like you know, I'll maybe look through a couple old Christmas photos or like I, I like to watch Christmas movies. Like I, I like to do some of the things that we used to do when I was a kid. You know, decorating the Christmas tree is really important for me. Keith is very on board with that. And we like do it together every year. We watch a Christmas movie while we do it. And we use a lot of ornaments that I had from when I was a kid. I have let go of some of that. So I have a question. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is is Die Hard a, a Christmas movie to you? Die Hard, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Die okay, Hard okay. is a Christmas movie. <laughs> Same. I just, I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Die Hard is a Christmas movie for sure. So yeah, I, just little things like that. And I mean, spending it with spending it with my family is 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 always fun. Like, you know, we'll we'll talk about it. Like, remember, you know, we'll bring up my mom sometimes too, and that's always fun. Or if we spend it with Keith's family, it's kind of nice for me to spend it with his family. Like, I I really love his family. I enjoy spending time with them. I enjoy the holidays with them, especially his parents. Like, but yeah, I think especially for me, it's the Christmas tree decorating that's important to me because I do use ornaments that like she she bought um or she had when I was a kid and I I I have ornaments you know that I made for her in like preschool and kindergarten you know that I'll, I'll pick a couple of them and I'll put on the tree that I made for her or they you know they're a couple of her favorites um like she had she had this collection of ornaments specifically two of them have broken over the years. So there used to be six and now there's four, but they're like glass crystal angel ornaments. Like they're really gorgeous and very fragile. And like, those are the ones that I put on last. Like she loved them and I still have them. And I like put them, I like gingerly unwrapped them. Like they're very, very special. Um, so just, just things like that, that I do in terms of like coping with grief for that day. I mean, I, those traditions are important to me to do to cope with my grief. It's important to me to remember her and bring a little bit of her into my day, into my holiday season in order to cope with my grief. Because if I don't have that, if I don't have a little part of her or remember her in a little bit of a way, I feel, I feel frantic, like I'm missing something. So bringing bringing parts of her or things of hers into that day, into this season is important for me to cope with my grief. That is the type of coping that helps me is seeing a little, a little part of her on the tree, seeing the specific picture or this, you know, watching this movie that just those things that we used to do together. Those are things that are important to me and help me cope with my grief around the holidays. So it's so interesting that you say the coping versus remembering, because that was actually going to be my next thing that I wanted to talk about. And I do feel like they're very integrated. We don't have a lot of time left. So I just wanted to share a few things that I found and thought would be helpful when remembering your mom during the holidays. So, and I will, again, it's on whatsyourgrief.com, ways to remember your loved ones. Um, there's 20 things, but just a few that I loved were getting out old home videos, which I think I'm going to do this year with my family. I finally found those videos, which we talked about in an earlier episode. Maybe if you still have um, your loved one's belongings, wrapping up a few of your loved one's old things and giving them to family and friends, which I thought was really sweet. Also donating to a cause in honor of your loved one's names, lighting a candle. This one is... I don't know if I could do it, but setting a place for your loved one at the dinner table. I don't think I have that in me to do it, but I think it's, uh, if you want to be present, there you go. I don't know, but I think it's, it's a great idea. Using your loved one's recipes, giving a framed photo of your loved one to people who also miss them. And then I just felt like the number one was just taking care of yourself. 
I think we all can agree with that. So I will share those within the show notes. Um, I feel like this holiday episode could go on and on about remembering and coping and traditions and the game. (laughs) Our family plays games during the holidays. My husband hates it, but I don't care. Um, So the game we are going to play is called Holiday Faves Game, and we are going to be on Teams, and you guys are going to get, our audience is going to get to know us a little bit better. So it's going to be Shadia and Sarah, so the S's, versus Aaron and Christine, not the S's. Um, So each of us (laughs) have one minute to maybe a little less to describe our five favorite things. So we will go with food, gift growing up, current tradition, favorite smell, and then song. And you need to hum your song. And then at the end, we will total up how many we got as a team and that team will win. I'm not sure what we're going to win. Like you guys might have to send us a bottle of wine when we win. (laughs) (laughs) Or I'm not sure. We'll we'll get to that. (laughs) Christine, you will go first. Erin, you will be guessing. You will be describing these things, Christine, without saying the words. If you need to pass, you can go ahead and pass. If you say the word, that number, that's out. And we shall begin. So the food is a mini version of a tubed meat uh, made of beef or pork in a <laughs> sauce. Ketchup oh, the, sauce. The, little, the little mini wieners. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, gift growing up. Something that I put on my feet that kept them warm. Christmas socks, that, fuzzy socks, slippers, slippers. Yes. Uh, um, current tradition. Uh, uh, you make a dough and you roll it out. Cookies. And, Making cookies. Uh, yes. Smell. Uh, tree or Pine. a candle. Thank you. Uh, okay. Song. Oh, no. Seven seconds. I'm going to make you do this. Mm-hmm. No, beautiful. No, <laughs> can't get it. I'm, re- I'm really, it. I'm really bad. I'm really bad at guessing songs. So I was it? never going to get it. Silver bells. Good one. We got four. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Erin. Okay, so the food, it can be tart, it can be sweet. It comes in a can, but the best is when it's made Cranberry? fresh. Cranberries? Cranberry, Cranberry sauce. sauce. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. yeah, you got it. Um, gift growing up. Um, it was something that you write in. Journal, diary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then um, current tradition. I, I've mentioned it earlier. It's when you put little baubles and shiny things on. Uh, cr- decorating your Christmas tree. Yes, yes, yes. Um, smell. Um it is actually, it's a candle or a tree. Pine. Scent. Yeah. Same as yours. Um, a song. Nobody's going to get it. Nobody's going to know. I'm going to be a little embarrassed go, go, when I have go, to go, say go. it out loud. Um, oh, oh. It's, it's, it's like hip hoppy. It's like I a new. 
I'm just humming the, the chorus right Three, now. Three, two, one. I don't know. I don't know. Go, Sarah. What is it? I mean, I would be embarrassed if I'm wrong, but is it is it like the end sync or the Backstreet Boys? Yes! Is it like Merry Christmas? <laughs> oh my God. Merry Christmas <laughs> and Happy Holidays. <laughs> oh my God. So first of all, love poppy boy bands, girl groups when I was a kid, still do to this day. I still have my InSync Christmas album on a CD that I, so yes. And I force Keith to listen to it during Christmas time. I force him to on Christmas day. So beautiful. Yeah. I'm amazed that that you knew that. I'm so happy. You did a great humming. Did a great job. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So team Aaron, Christine, you have a total of eight points. Sarah, we need to bring this. Can somebody time us? Okay. Ready? Okay, so favorite food. Um, keep in mind, I am part Jewish. It is like a flat ooh, version ooh, of, of hash browns. Like think like potato pancake. Ooh. Oh, do you not know the word? Um, I was like, oh. holla. Um, <laughs> it's a. Do you just want to pass? Yep, pass. Okay, all right. So gift growing up. Uh, I got to drive around in it. Oh, and... I knew it's like a little car. It's like one of those. Yes. Like, What's the brand? Bar- Yes. Oh, oh um, t- tight, tight. No, you were you were on Barbie. The yeah, like a Barbie car. Yeah, Barbie Jeep. Yeah, Barbie Jeep. Okay, okay best okay. gift. Okay, yeah. uh, current tradition that I love. Uh, pretty generic, but on Hanukkah, you know, there's seven like Light the candles opportunities <laughs> to, and then you can also uh, give and receive these, but it's the act of um, kindness. Uh, <laughs> it's very materialistic. Three, two. <laughs> One. Oh God! That was no. What? Opening presents. Oh for <laughs> gosh! Sake. Oh yes. Wait. Okay. I love opening presents. You still have to hum your song. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, by the weather outside. Fire so delightful. I love it. No place to go. Well, let, let it snow. Let it snow. snow let it snow. That's I think such a good one. We should check 107.9 in Minneapolis uh, because that's when they, you know, they start their holiday music. They've soon. already started. <gasps> They've yes. already started. Okay. All right. Of course. Okay, Shadia. I'm All right. Ready. We're ready. Okay. So these are like 1950s appetizer. It's like a green long thing. It's created from a cucumber. And then you put uh, something wrapped around it and then a meat wrapped around that. I don't know what it's called, but they sound really good. Okay, moving on. Pass. Pickle roll up. Okay, the second thing is um, it's like these little dolls that were really popular and it's like by Mattel or whatever, you know, like beautiful little dolls that you dress up. (laughs) Um, Barbies? Yes, okay. And then it was this Barbies went and they played in a little um place and they served something in a cone, in a cone and sprinkles. Oh, wait. Um, mm. you, you know, you could you're gonna go on a <laughs> Barbie ice cream shop. Barbie ice cream shop. Barbie ice cream shop. <laughs> Duh. Okay. Tradition okay, my tradition is um like talked about it before, exchanging something with Nick and I. Three two one. Oh, the 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 ornaments yeah oh my gosh yes. sarah we are Why not are great we, at this i feel like we had less time i think so did you give us a minute aaron i gave you a full minute yeah i know okay fine mm-hmm. all right here's my song 
There's just one thing I need tonight. Don't care about those peasants underneath. But I do. I do. Okay. There we go. Okay. Well, let's say it's official that um, Christine and Aaron won. Yay. Yay. Oh, Oh, also, Shadia, the pickle roll ups. Thank you. Otherwise known as Midwestern sushi. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Very sarcastically. I love that. That was at a lot of family gatherings for yes. us. In fact, now I'm craving some, so I might, yeah, I might make some today. I think it's a great so. idea. It's a great idea. <laughs> um, all right. Thank you guys. This was so fun. Thank you for listening to our first, shall I say it, annual holiday episode. The hosts at Pieces of You wish all of our listeners a sense of peace, healing, and joy this holiday season. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss our next episode. We release content every other Tuesday. Our next episode will be the holiday episode with our listeners. You can listen wherever you stream your podcasts. You can also find us at piecesofyoupodcast.com and on Instagram and Facebook at Pieces of You Podcast. If you love our pod, and we know you do, please rate and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. We would appreciate it. As always, take care of yourselves this holiday season. And remember, if we work together, we can make the broken better. When you feel like you need glue to put back pieces of you, then we will work together to make the broken better. When the wounds are fresh and new and you don't think that they'll heal soon, you gotta stay open. If you share your story, it will get better, though it doesn't feel like it.